This is Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Hello and welcome to episode four of Adventures in Sound, brought to you by Folded Wing at the Premises Studios here in East London. Each episode, we delve inside the studio doors and bring you stories from the creatives and musicians that call this place home. We also produce bonus episodes where we catch up with some of our favourite artists and hear about their adventures so far. Make sure you check out our latest artist episode with Eska after this. You're listening to Adventures in Sound. Adventures in Sound. This month, it's all about one of the most difficult but rewarding things artists can do. Collaborations. As a key cultural and musical hub of London, the premises has seen some incredible collaborations happen behind its walls. Every day, musicians, producers and engineers meet here to write, produce and mix together. In this episode, I wanted to discover just what's behind a good collaboration. We're going to hear from musicians and songwriters Eska and Andrea Triana and premises resident, producer and engineer Ollie Barton-Wood. So first up, we caught up with Eska. She has worked with everyone. We're talking Grace Jones, Matthew Herbert, Dave Okumu, to name a few. We caught up with Eska as she explained how years of collaborations influenced her solo work when she came to release it some years later. Adventures in Sound. My name is Eska. I'm a singer, songwriter, performing artist and producer. Premises for me holds a lot of memories. It's one of the earliest studios that I started rehearsing in. Even in my first professional band that I was in called Quite Sane, the Premises was a venue that we used frequently. And many bands and uh, many combinations of musicians uh, in the scene, the burgeoning scene at that time, within kind of jazz and all its sort of tributaries. This was a home for us. I've collaborated for over 20 years and feature on a lot of songs and um, I mean, over 150 titles that, are, that alone that have been released. You know, I'm kind of a late bloomer when it came to my solo work and I released my first solo album in 2015 and it was self-titled and went on to be Mercury nominated. Gatekeeper, here is your Well, because there are two very clear worlds for me. I mean, I'm a performing artist as well as a recording artist. Um, So there are many people that I've collaborated with on stage. I've had the pleasure of, you know, performing as a singer, as an instrumentalist, as well as as a choir director. And I got to do both choir directing and singing with Bobby McFerrin. It still takes my breath away, really, having performed with such a consummate musician as Bobby McFerrin. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Other highlights for me, touring with bands like Zero Seven, Matthew Herbert and his big band, equally being in the studio with artists like Grace Jones. There are artists from various backgrounds, some you know more known than others, but for me, I think the thing that, that links them all really is having worked with people that have challenged me creatively, uh, musically, and uh, for me, I feel very privileged to have been around such people really and be influenced by their music. Take 
I never set out to be a backing singer and that's something for me that, you know, I have the utmost respect for people who do backing vocals, but I knew from very early on, I think with the musical training that I had as well, that there was more in my head that I wanted to contribute on stage. It took a lot of years to kind of come into agreement with friends and family and, you know, that final push enabled me to start putting my own ideas down. But it did take a commitment to myself that required me to stop touring, stop collaborating. There had to be a clear end to collaboration, just simply because the art of being a good collaborator is about putting aside your own preferences to a certain extent, and it's about saying to the person next to you, do you like that? Because it's, it's their gig, really, ultimately. To stop collaborating, I had to get all those voices out of my head and actually learn again what I enjoyed about myself as a musician. I was asked by Matthew Herbert, go away and write songs that sound like what it feels like for Eska to be alive today. Having spent years writing to briefs, but when someone's asking it about myself, I couldn't hear anything. It filled me with such deep sorrow, thinking, what happened? And I realised I'd lost my way, and actually for me, what the purpose of being a creative is, and ultimately what the purpose of being an artist is and taking ownership of that commitment to myself not just being you know a musician and trying to be the best musician that I can be the the extent to which you embrace your own ideas and you press into those ideas that's a skill that no one can really teach you that it's the road less traveled it's a real dogged self-determined pursuit There aren't any dangers in collaborating. I think, you know, that's what human beings do. We create fires with each other. We, you know, we egg each other on to be better at what we do. This is such an important part of the creative process to be able to collaborate. We can learn so much about ourselves and other people. However, I think the length of time that I collaborated was beginning to impede my ability to actually hear my own ideas because I became so used to filtering myself through someone else's eyes. That became dangerous for me when it came to learning to be still on my own and hear my own ideas and know what to do with my own ideas. I think there's also a problem that female artists encounter because, uh, you know, we have an, an industry that's so male-dominated and gives the impression that, you know, you need some sort of male Svengali-type figure to come along and make it happen for you, girl, you know. <laughs> I would say that, you know, when women are collaborating, I wish I saw more that women are taking ownership of the ideas in the studio, even if they're not the ones necessarily on the on the computer. But that doesn't mean that they can't take ownership of those ideas and contribute, you know. The best advice I'd give to a singer is get to know what's supporting your voice. Understand your voice as an instrument. And when you start understanding your voice as an instrument in the mix of all of that, you can start thinking about, you know, making choices that actually enhance how you sound. I think often singers detach themselves from actually what the music that they're put in, which is often why the wrong song, the wrong sound world, 
can be with the voice, you know, and every voice has its right sound world. But it's down to you as a singer to find out what makes you sound golden and what makes you sound incredible. Not always going to be down to someone else's choices. You're going to have to fight to learn about your voice and what other sounds next to it make it really sing. Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Thank you so much to Eska for talking to us about her amazing career. If you want to hear more from her, make sure you check out her artist episode, which is on our podcast feed now. Next up, I caught up with Premises resident, producer and engineer Ollie Barton Wood as we talked about collaboration from the perspective of the producer. Adventures in Sound. I'm here with Ollie Barton Wood. He's a freelance music producer, recording and mix engineer based here at the premises. He's worked on music for the likes of Michael Kiwanuka, Jamie T, Tom O'Dell, Jamie Lawson and Izzy Bizu, Bad Bad Not Good, James Blake and much more. He recently signed a publishing deal with Domino Records. Ollie, really good to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in today. Do you find as a producer, uh, is it naturally quite a collaborative job or do you find that some artists want more input? in the process than others? Every every single scenario is completely different. Most recently in the last kind of year or so I've been doing much more production work. I suppose I've kind of been, I've been working a lot with singer-songwriters um, and I like working with singer-songwriters because often it's just one-on-one um, and in that scenario it's 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 completely collaborative you know we're we're bouncing ideas off each other all of the time and I see my role as a producer uh, not necessarily as uh, bringing in new ideas, but helping an artist realise the ideas they already have. Um, so my role as an engineer is slightly less creative. While it's collaborative in a sense of I will ask for their opinion on maybe a drum sound that I've got. When you're producing, it's much more kind of, I suppose it's more of a musical role, so you're more kind of emotionally invested in what you're doing. Are there any particular artists um, you've really enjoyed working with or like moments uh, in the studio with certain artists that stand out? I suppose my, my, my main sort of long-term project at the moment is working with an artist called Mella. Um, we did an EP last year um, and off the back of that record, he's just signed a, a bigger record deal with Sony. Um, wow. So we're, we're, working on, we're working on the next thing that's going to come out with them. Um, and with him, it's very much been sort of we, we've worked from the ground up together so we met randomly and he sent me a couple of demos just a couple of bedroom demos um, and I, I thought I could hear a load of potential in what he was doing and we've kind of really uh, put a lot of time into figuring out his sound um, and our sound together I suppose we hadn't worked with each other for about six months when we came back into the studio to try a new track and we were quite unsure about it and we spent about half the day just getting really frustrated and then suddenly I just noticed I started saying an idea and he'd finish my sentence and then he'd come up with an idea and I'd finish his sentence and it was just within that sort of three hour space we were just on fire and everything everything that we did was right and we, we left the session and we were like 
great. Like no no second guessing. This is this is great. just finished uh a couple of singles for a band called alaska alaska i suppose that was that was a good sort of collaboration because i was able to bring a lot of my sort of background in electronics in electronic music uh to their sound because they're a, they're a, they're a band and they play live with a band and again it's actually built up of three kind of jazz musicians and three kind of pop musicians and then i was able to come in with a sort of electronic angle and kind of i think tie it all together There's always this moment when everything just seems to fall into place. You spend the first kind of two or three hours, if you if you started working on a track, just jamming it out and maybe talking about it and maybe getting really distracted and you're not you're not really quite sure where it's going. And then there's this moment when everything just clicks in and you're both on the completely same wavelength. And when that happens, that's really special. But it can be quite hard to you can't you can't force that. How do you think being in a place like the premises helps to build relationships that sort of end up with in good collaborations? Like I know, for example, you've obviously worked with Jamie T and I think that happened in a that was kind of a meet cute as they yeah, say yeah. in the States. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jamie had a room here. He was here before me. Um, he was based here for a long time and I was a fan of his music when I was a teenager. And so I suppose when I started working here I was a bit starstruck. I was like, oh, there's Jamie T. And also Simi Mobile Disco used to be based here who I was also big fans of I ended up just bumping into them in the in the cafe and getting chatting. Me and Jamie just got on just got along really well. I think we quickly realised we had similar kind of interests, and he just invited me to his room to come and hang out, and that led to doing a bit of engineering, um, and then I ended up I did a bit of engineering for a project that he was producing. He got asked to produce a record and um, a single for an artist called Johnny Lloyd. And we've kind of struck up a sort of informal working relationship. And I suppose that was all through just hanging out in the cafe. When I was working as an assistant upstairs, at that point I was kind of really just getting a start and trying to make friends and trying to work out what the hell was going on and how I could get my foot in the door. And having a place like Premises with all the great artists that pass through here um, not to mention, you know, the great staff and brilliant engineers, lots of opportunity to learn um, and meet people was just really, 
invaluable at that stage in my career. And one of the things I've noticed when I've had the privilege of stepping into a couple of the studios and the producers working here is how much effort the producers put into making the space their own. And I'm wondering what your studio looks like and how you think that helps uh, to, to forge good relationships with the artists you're working with and get the best out of them. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, my, my studio, I suppose, is, is quite stylized. Um, it kind of looks a bit like my bedroom, <laughs> except a lot tidier, actually. My studio is immaculate. There's a lot of African sort of fabrics, mm -hmm. lots of colour, uh, big dusty old desk and lamps and stuff. I guess that's just the kind of atmosphere that I feel comfortable in. Um, and I think setting a tone with an atmosphere is really important to making an artist feel comfortable. Some recording studios, which are really sterile, and, you know, it's all grey and sort of quite bland. Uh, and that can be quite an uninspiring environment, I think, for an artist to walk into. Again, going back to the honesty thing, you know, wanting an artist to kind of express themselves as honest as possible. And I think putting them in an environment where they feel comfortable to do that is pretty important. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything coming up? Anything interesting you want to share with us that you're working on? Any cool collaborations? Uh, yeah, something that I've engineered, um, which I'm really excited about, is a singer called Eliza. She used to be called Eliza Doolittle. And she's coming back with a really amazing record. It's like a sort of D'Angelo-influenced sort of Solange thing. She's out of this world, um, so I'm excited to see that, for that to see the light of day, because I think people are going to love it. Thank you so much to Ollie for chatting to me. How amazing is it that he just met Jamie T in the coffee shop and then went on to form a great musical relationship. And finally, we spoke to Andrea Triana, who talked us through some of her favourite collaborations to date and just what you can learn from the collaboration process. Adventures in Sound. I'm Andrea Triana. I'm a singer and a songwriter. I mainly write kind of like soul music. At the moment, I am just finishing off my third album due to come out this year, so it's very exciting times. No, I can't seem to get it. And in my mind, I'm ready. My time's made up, I gotta go. I've spent a lot of time at premises, you know, for various things. I mean, a lot of rehearsals here, but also a lot of collaborations and songwriting here. So I've worked with Cause, who's a great producer. I did a lot of stuff with Professor Green back in the day. Also Hannah V, who's an amazing keys player. And, uh, you know, I co-wrote Gold with both of those guys upstairs, actually. Sing it. Adventures in Sound, 
at the Premises Studios. Premises is really great. It's got so much history as well. So, you know, you're really inspired when you get here. And actually, the other day, I bumped into Jessie Ware in the cafe. Um, so it's great to finally meet her after hearing her music and just, like, feeling like I know her through people. worked with a whole range of artists um, one of them being an amazing guy called Breach he actually remixed a track of mine called Everything You Never Had it was a piano ballad about my mum and he turned it into a clubhouse banger uh, and it ended up getting in the top 10 charts here in the UK so that was amazing Aram Jerome also known as Subtract Theo Parrish so many people but yeah they've all been great <laughs> I think the secret to a collaboration going well is really, number one, liking the person you're working with, you know. I think my biggest collaborations have been with Bonobo, for sure. And that started off on a basis of just, like, being mates, you know, having a good laugh, having a good time. And already that kind of creates a certain energy, that creates a certain space where you can both be yourself. I think that's the other, the other um, important thing. Having the space to just both creatively be yourself and bring what you do into the room. So that's, that's really important. Um, I think when you collaborate often, yeah, it can be difficult to maintain your own sense of self, which is why with certain collaborations, I had to kind of step back because otherwise it's like you're the featured artist on everyone else's track as opposed to your own stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's always stuff to be learned. And if it's teaching you that, okay, you're kind of like losing your way, then it's a good lesson to know that you need to step back and you need to get back to your creative kind of essence and figure out what it is you do and why you do it and what your sound is and what your purpose is. When you're doing a collaboration and you do have a difference of opinion, it is tough, you know. I don't know, you just got to arm wrestle it out and just see who wins. <laughs> um, no, you just have to kind of talk it out. And I guess who, it depends who it's for. You know, if, if I'm featuring for someone else and they want things a certain way, um, then, you know, at the end of the day, it's their record, it's their release, you know. But, but I wouldn't say yes to something that didn't. Uh, sit right with me you know didn't represent me so I don't know you just you just got to work it out you just got to talk it out and you just got to be open as well my favorite ever ever collaboration is Get Free by Major Lazer featuring Dirty Projectors 
I really love how both artists bring exactly what they do into the into the room um, and it just works beautifully you know and it's so different as well they make such different music but that track is incredible Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Thanks so much to Andrea Triana. Wow, how many incredible people has she worked with? And I have to agree with her that actually liking the person is a big advantage to a good collaboration. I'm Anne Frankenstein. You've been listening to Adventures in Sound from the Premises Studios. We've got more episodes coming your way, including an episode focusing on the relationship between food and music, one of my favourite subjects, plus an artist episode with Andrea Triana. So subscribe on all good podcast apps and make sure you don't miss out. See you next time. You're listening to Adventures in Sound. Adventures in Sound.